Hey, Alicia, you got your mug? Hey, Jamie girl, I got my glass. Let's get into this black tea. This is black tea, your bottomless cup of empowerment, political education, and black excellence. Every month, we bring you raw and uncut news, spilling the tea on all of the latest hot-button social issues and events for the culture. Love recognizes no barriers. It jumps hurdles, leaps fences, penetrates walls to arrive at its destination full of hope. Welcome to the month of love. The quote you just heard was by the esteemed Maya Angelou and is a great segue as we get into this month's episode's focus, Black Love. Black tea and relationship-ish are coming together to talk all things Black love. Self-love, sisterhood, brotherhood, and of course, romantic. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Thanks for being had, and thanks for having us too. Black Tea is so grateful that we were able to do this collaboration with Relationship-ish. Brittany and Simone, could you tell our audience a little bit about you? Well, my name is Simone. Um, I am a co-host with Relationship-ish Podcast. Um, In my free time, I am also a creator of 94XL, which is a a media outlet here in St. Louis that only focuses on positive news. Um, I also do a lot of social media work behind the scenes, so I guess you could call me a media maven. Yes. Hello, everybody. My name is Brittany Forrest. I would also consider myself as a media maven. I wear a bunch of hats. So I am the director of public relations at the Riverfront Times. I also do some freelance um, multimedia work on the side. And I am also a co-host and co-founder of Relationship-ish. Um, great. That's exciting. Yeah. And we thought it would be perfect because, you know, both of us have podcasts that are like both run by black women. So Mm -hmm. it with kind of like both of us have like a very similar mission. And like the first topic that Alicia said is talking about like self self love and empowerment. And so like for y'all, since that's what y'all talk about on the show, like, I mean, kind of like, what is that? What does that mean to you? It means like everything to us. So we are a platform that focuses on a millennial perspective of romantic love, Mm -hmm. platonic love, family love, and of course, self-love. We feel like self-love is definitely the foundation of everything because you can't really truly love anybody else if you don't love yourself. And I feel like that is so important right now, even to express Black love. How can you really have love of family, love of a partner, if you're just really not one with yourself? So it's like the main puzzle piece of everything. So yeah. everything to us. Yeah. And, that, and like she said, like, that's what we touch on with everything. Cause like she said, we can't, you can't really have a successful relationship with anybody if you don't love yourself. And even kind of just thinking of like, even at work, you know, relationships with people, your coworkers, if you having a bad day, you, you, you know, ruin everybody's day. So um, definitely self-love is like our biggest thing that we focus on and then on top of platonic relationships and romantic as well. I'm curious, like with us all being black women, um, well, one, I think self-love for us is probably a radical act within itself because there's so many, you know, Eurocentric beauty standards or even just, you know, working Mm -hmm. too hard 
go to the male gaze. Um, so like when we were talking about this before we were recording, I was just thinking about myself and like, you know, there was a time where I only wore my hair press. There was a time where I wore color contacts where like, I don't think I realized and I was a teenager at the time that I was trying to meet a Eurocentric beauty standard, but mm. I definitely did not like the blackness part of myself. And I think like, especially as women, just like coming into that process of really loving yourself, like self-love being loving your whole self, loving your fuel self, who you are organically, naturally, without like any enhancement. I think what you said is really powerful because we are all black women and what society tells us is completely different. It's kind of like to hate ourselves, if you will, and not really appreciate all that we have. Like we shouldn't have to press our hair or, you know, or, dress a certain way just to fit society norms like we are our own people own person we bring the cool literally i seen a quote that i love that without um the world would be still without black creativity and i really firmly believe that and especially more specifically black women we bring a lot of character we bring a lot of spice anything like Mm -hmm. we kind of define what is cool so, and that's what people are trying to market, you know, out of, out of us, out of our ideas of us being authentic. So I love that Black women as a whole is kind of like, we get it. We really are noticing our Black girl magic and we yeah. are really loving ourselves inside and out from our curly kinky hair to the curves of our hips. Like we are really it, you know what I'm saying? And it's interesting because that people are really intimidated by us and, you know, they try to mask it and, and say these things and say that, oh, black women are, you know, B words when it comes to the work field and, and things like that. Yeah. And so them saying that and realizing now me that I'm older and seeing like, we are not the problem. Like we are the solution. You're not. <laughs> I love that. You just can't handle us. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I think the other piece too, um, speaking to the millennial part, like one thing that's unique about our generation is that we're the first one to grow up in this age of like social media where like you get to see everything all the time. Like all you see is like Instagram baddies and like Facebook mm-hmm. posts and like yeah. all the standards just perpetuized mm-hmm. like so many times. And so it's even harder to love yourself because you're constantly comparing yourself to other Absolutely. people every single day mm-hmm. and so it's like if you don't have positive images out there you're going to like to Alicia's point be like oh man I wish my hair was straighter oh man I wish my body looked like this and mm-hmm. all of that so it's just even harder to be confident nowadays I feel like oh definitely that definitely plays in a lot of self-love comparison you know is really the thief of joy like they always say that and, and it really is because your beauty is going to look different than somebody else's beauty your path mm-hmm. in life is going to be different than somebody else's past everybody has a season and once people really understand that and black women understand that there's no need to compete we should just collaborate you on a different side of the road than i am and that's okay we can both go on this road together if you yeah. will. it's interesting too because me growing up i had a really hard time with wearing my hair curly and so um, I, I hate to have it in a bun right now, but it was one of those. It was a, what'd you say? I'm sorry. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Now, <laughs> but I was really insecure with my curl texture because some days it'd be like wavy and it, it kind of frizz and I didn't really know how to, you know, quote unquote tame it. And so my mother is Filipino and so my mom didn't really know how to do my hair. So when I got older, that's when I had to like understand how my texture is. Like, yes, like some days my hair is straight. So a lot of people, if you see my hair straight, 
they think that it's naturally straight, but it's not. And so I'm like, why do you assume my hair is naturally straight? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then I've had issues where people thought it was weave. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? But what? no, but like the whole point is that um, I've learned to love my hair curly and natural and um, understanding like the importance of wearing it natural and not always ha- people saying, you need to wear your hair straight. Like, what's wrong with my hair curly? You know what I mean? Because that, I mean, th- my hair texture it's on my black side. Like my hair is like that because of that. So that was just something like I dealt with for a long time, those insecurities. Yeah. I feel like that's a good segue because what you said about, like, it was the same thing when I was growing up My mom. I mean, I think now this is the time period and we have a whole nother level of our hair care industry. Like now when you go to hairstylists, you expect them to know how to care for natural African yeah. hair. When you go to the store, you have a nice range of shampoos, conditioners, mm-hmm. deep conditioners, hot oil treatments, things that when I was growing up, like my mother, either she didn't buy or they didn't have available. Yep. So it's actually from other black women that I learned how to care for my natural hair, how to take care of it, how to maintain it. Also, not to hold any shame, if I want to hit you with a lace front next week, and then I want to hit you with a press the following week, and then I want to braid it up the week after that, you're going to get whatever comes out of this bonnet. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Seriously, I'm right here with you because I'm all about changing it up. There was a time I felt like I will always feel like I have to be the same. Like, no, I should have my hair pressed or just like wear my hair certain ways or people might like look down upon me or like even in the job market, or I got to look professional, that professional black girl, if you will. Then it was probably right after I got out of college, I stopped caring because I'm like, any hairstyle I do, it's never going to look a mess. It's going to look nice and neat. And if I want to experiment with some things, I'm going to. So I'm like really happy. That was like my way of kind of liberating as a black woman. Like I'm not going to be afraid or ashamed to wear braids or different kind of, you know, twists and styles or Mm -hmm. wear my natural hair or wear it pressed, like, or get a weave lace front wigs. Like I do it all. Like I really, I'm, that's what I'm really proud of myself personally. And I feel like a lot of black women, that's how they really find their inner beauty is being comfortable with their hair and just with the, and then it kind of goes elsewhere. Hell, I got best friends that cut their hair off and they look great. You know what I'm saying? And just being comfortable, like, yes, I want to be bold. This is just what I want to do. Like, I think, you know, a hair journey is definitely a beginning of like a self-love journey for a lot of Black women. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, and I think it's also our journey to sisterhood for some of us. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't learn from my mother. I learned from other women. Or just, I think, even what we see on social media, we're being so much more transparent where you can see, you know, you can go on most of our Instagrams and see our hairs in a different style, see the different plates, and it's really more of us commenting and saying things to each other than anyone else. And I also think, like, that's where, you know, just the fact that we don't hold that shame around being black women and around our hair, and now we can have Mm -hmm. those open conversations and share with each other what we've learned. Like, girl, I won't recommend that product. Uh -uh. Exactly. being up front like if you had this curl pattern it's not for you like youtube is like the university of it all like even <laughs> though i be trying to make those uh, hairstyles work out don't work out for me but it's okay like i keep on trying maybe <laughs> one day <laughs> yeah no I, I really do appreciate this new era of more products that are being available because when we were growing up it was very the selection was very small and then people are being 
like you said, open and transparent about it through these YouTube channels, social mm-hmm. media cha- channels. And it's like, oh, well, if that didn't work for this type of hair, it might work for this type of hair type thing. Mm-hmm. And then seeing like news anchors, black women as news oh, anchors, yes. you know, wearing braids and different styles of hair. Like that's amazing to me because you yeah. see like the growth and the change in the industry yeah. in the industry. It's a, it's big. So, you know, a lot of people are always watching and, you know, they, they take notes and stuff like that. So being able to see that change, um, it's amazing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think like, Alicia, to your point, it is kind of about this, this spirit of sisterhood, which, or, and brotherhood, which I know is like kind of the next level of relationship that we wanted to talk about, because it's like, first you have to love yourself and be confident in who you are, but then there's also other types of really valuable relationships around you that are more than just like, intimate it's like seeing like mentors seeing role models like you just said Simone like seeing like news anchors and people that you can look to to like inspire you like all of these mm-hmm. are relationships in a way because it's just like how people that influence you and help you become who you are right um what was I gonna say I think you know your only soulmate doesn't have to be your romantic partner it could really be your best friend exactly you know like, I've really connected with people on, like, you know, a soul type of level because it was, like, a really good platonic relationship. And, you know, nothing, you know, crazy or anything. Just literally, you can just be connected to somebody. And I feel like sisterhood and brotherhood is what really brings that together. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you have your family. Yeah, you have your romantic partner. But it's nothing like sharing that brotherhood or that sisterhood with a group of like-minded individuals, you know? Like, and I can really say that on a deeper level, I am in a sorority and we really do value that. That's like one of our core principles and, you know, foundations of everything. So having sisterhood would just, if you're in a sorority or not, I think it's just very, a, a good added value to life. Yeah. Uh, Brianna. Oh, with sorority? Um, AK. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I love you anyway. <laughs> sisterhood. <laughs> Wait, what did you say you are? I'm a Delta. Okay. Hey, girl. Sister Greek. (laughs) (laughs) Tied to sisterhood, like Brittany and Simone, how did you all meet? How long have you all known each other? Because I would imagine if y'all, you know, this is a peak example of collaboration. Two Black women coming together and starting a project. Um, And it's just for the goal of exploring a topic for the betterment of our community. And we're all doing that in different ways. So I'm just curious about how you all came together and met and developed. Let me start, girl. Let me start. Jump in. (laughs) So we met, um, we used to work together at a radio station. So it's been about, what, since 2017. Um, When I first met her, I was very shy. I mean, I still am, but very shy. Um, But we had, like, the same goals, you know, and we had a lot of stuff in common when it came to, like, the media world so um we've known each other we've hung out a few times and then back in the past we tried to do something similar to what we did now um but it didn't work out for whatever reason and then we came up with this idea (laughs) yeah 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 it was practice right so um we came up with this idea about a little over a year ago um but us with our background in media you know we really wanted to do something different and uplift people. And that's where the podcast came about. So um, with that, like we were cool, you know, we were, we talk, we go out, but then when we got together to do relationship-ish, it's kind of like where our relationship grew. And so like uh, Brittany said before that she is in a sorority, so she's 
you know, being close to her friends and family and that, where I wasn't really having that same situation. Like I had my friends, but we kind of like did our own thing. So uh, Brittany really like taught me how to actually like have conversations and be open, you know, and actually like having friendship. I don't even know if I've ever even told her this, but um, like, it was just really hard. Cause like m- my relationships with my friends in the past were so like inconsistent. And so I didn't really understand like what sisterhood really was. And I kind of like be back offish with that, but you know, be us doing the podcast, having to talk about platonic relationships and romantic relationships all the time. Like, it just helped me grow as a person and me kind of like realize like, okay, what have I been doing wrong? You know, cause you don't really see those things until you can see other people, you know, going through things that you've never went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, this has helped me grow as a person. And I think honestly, like grow better as an individual and a friend. Um, so yeah, thank you, Brittany. Like I've never really talked to you about that, but okay, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's been a journey. So I'm very like low key and standoffish when it comes to relationships just because of like things I've went through in the past. So like trusting someone and, you know, even trusting women like it, it's been it's been really hard for me because I've only opened up to a few. And so, you know, one of my close friends in the past, we don't even talk anymore. She was like, oh, I told everything to, you know. So, um, yeah, Brittany has been like the first woman that I've really opened up to it in a long time so just, sorry I got a little sappy oh my gosh. I just touched my heart I'm like make me cry goodness but yes I am so happy I'm so blessed to have somebody like Simone in my life as she already said we met like you know, doing a radio job and then we kind of like hung out you know I really do kind of look at signs in life and sometimes you know there's something that tells you something you don't really understand until like later Mm -hmm. I'm kind of big on that and I'm like oh is God trying to tell me something you know so like when I met Simone it was just kind of like I had a feeling like I was supposed to connect with her why I didn't know you know just like I don't know like we had like worked one day and I was like you want to go get some tacos (laughs) you know what I'm saying I don't know why I was just like I don't know, I want to be this girlfriend. I don't know, she seemed cool. You know, we got the similar goals going on. Fast forward, you know, we hung out a lot. We did that little um, vlog. <laughs> it was yeah. called, uh, what's the... What's the word? What was, what? It was like, what's the word or something? Oh, yeah, what's the word with uh, being like, And looking back on it, it was just really for fun. We, we wasn't really posting. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? We just, like, we were just doing something. We just knew we wanted to do something. And then... Simone had came with to me about this idea about what about relationships. And I was like, I don't just talk about love all the time. Then I was like, wait a minute, relationships could be applied to anything. Mm-hmm. You can literally put like relationships is one of those topics that will always be a hot topic because it's always going on because there's so many different types of relationships. Right. So when she said that, it just started, it just put a spark in me. I said, oh, we could really do something with this. So as this platform and podcast has been going, me and Simone have became extremely close like I literally consider her like one of my best friends now like that's just how close we have gotten like she has become like a sister to me like we've been open about our own personal situations mm-hmm. and growing individually and then trying to help other people you know like we're not going to say we're these relationship experts we're all about let's all figure it out together but we keep mm-hmm. it real and try to be positive at the same time because I want to throw a little bit of mess into it um, I'm weak. <laughs> I think 
you know, life is messy sometimes. So, yeah. Jamie, um, <laughs> what is the most challenging part of sisterhood in general? Because, no, like you said, you're a part of sisterhood. And if you want, you can maybe talk about, like, our relationship to, like, the most challenging part of our relationship. Especially because I think we're also talking about what it looks like for us to work together and come yeah. together, which I think sisterhood mm. is excellent. Those relationships matter. But ultimately, I think ideally we want them to be bridges to our community in some way. And that means when you're working with somebody and you're trying to build something, no matter whether it's a healthy relationship, a business, a project, there's challenges involved. So, yeah, let me get into it. <laughs> Why are we it's always going to get this, this mug with her? <laughs> I see what you did there, okay? Right. No, I mean, I think like you have a good point because like obviously like Brittany and Simone, like your relationship is very like beautiful and rosy, but we know like that's not how it is all the time. And a lot of relationships are difficult. I mean, I think and and like talking about like platonic relationships or friendships, like everyone is different and everyone has different like kind of priorities and things Mm -hmm. that they value and so in any relationship it takes work to establish it like you don't become best friends on day one with somebody like you said it's yeah. someone has to reach out someone has to invite you to tacos like mm-hmm. it's it, about it, bullying him. okay you know what so here's the thing because I can tell y'all how me and Alicia became friends um I personally don't see it as negative. I thought it was beautiful the whole time. Let her tell it it was not because <laughs> we went to high school together. Um, we went to high school together. It was, I think, geometry class or whatever. Yep, geometry where we met. Um, and she likes to say that I was a bully. I don't think so. I think I was a friendly person that just liked to offer challenges to people. And she was a person in school. And so I wanted to, you know, communicate with her and establish a relationship Um so yeah, I wasn't a bully, but <laughs> I think, you know, it It goes to the story of like, you know, how people meet, um, you never know what someone's going to mean to you once you invest in that relationship. You never know how important someone is going to be. Um, and all relationships don't start beautifully, but Alicia and I, you know, like, we became friends. We ended up volunteering together because for both of us, like community service was important. Um, I invited her into the group that I did community service with. And then from there, you know, we've been friends for years ever since because we both shared a passion. But it wasn't until like we reached out and communicated that the part that we had in common came out. And so I think that's what's challenging about relationships. I think it it takes effort. It never starts beautiful in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It never usually is beautiful the whole time. There's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be a roadblock but when you put time into somebody you can see how how beautiful it is and you can create something we ended up creating black tea together you know like there's always going to be beauty in it if you put the work into it to make it grow so yeah that's what I would think yeah because I think um and I mean it's not a negative thing and I think you want this but I think one of the big things in the relationship that I have with Jamie and why we just like why when I was thinking about when we were just having conversations about a podcast or a project like this I decided to do it with her is because um if you want to be held accountable be friends with Jamie hey (laughs) um let me tell you something uh you said on Tuesday 6 32 p.m. that you would you would have on Wednesday by I'm not like that. You you know what I mean? But that that and it and it not just even in terms of work, in terms of you know, you want people around you. We're humans. You might not be making the best decisions. They might mm-hmm. Jamie is even good for a girl. You got a lot going on. Are you sure you're not taking on too much right now? Mm-hmm. Like when's the last time you took a break? When's the last time you relaxed? You know what I mean? Or like, hey, I remember we talked about you having this goal. Have you made some moves? Have you made some moves towards it? And that's like 
probably my part of our friendship, you know, but like, that's what I like best about our dynamic is like the level of accountability. Cause when you love someone, you don't want to see them stagnant. You want to see them grow, you, you want to become better. And I mean, we're all human. So you're not going to be making the perfect decisions all the time. And you want people in your circle that can mm-hmm. decide. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's what we got bad as millennials is going to social media and being mm-hmm. nasty about it. But oh, you're going to Twitter real quick. Like, yeah. Oh, my. yeah. Right. You know, somebody's so I'm tweeting my number in your phone, but a person right. will pull you to the side and say, hey, bro, I don't think that's the way to move. Or, hey, sis, I think you were slipping on X, Y, and Z. Like, that mm-hmm. is, you know, I think necessary in relationships, and it's not always easy, but the outcome is always worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Like, to me, it ain't a real friendship if you don't have accountability, because just like your parents, you want the best for your friends. If they're really your friend, your mm-hmm. you know, somebody you consider close, a sister, you want them to be the best possible self they can be. So I feel like with me and Simone's relationship, we definitely have that. You know, we'll have these, you know, tough little conversations of our personal life or whatever. And then also, like, we had to learn how to work with each other because, you know, my brain is a little different than how her brain works. We have to learn how to balance, like, for real. And we we really do. And I feel like she helps me bring the practicality, you know? And, like, I'm, like, this big visionary thing. Like, I know how to execute stuff, but sometimes... I'd be doing too much. And she'd be like, well, Brittany, but how? wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I know exactly I'd be like, what you mean. You're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've always been this visionary type of person. And I can, you know, execute things. But sometimes I'm like, she'd be telling me, like, well, that don't make sense. I'm like, you're right. That don't make sense. Well, one, thing, one thing that Brittany has done is really, like, brought the creativity out in everything so like things I don't even think of I'm like how did you even think about doing that so like that has been like one of the pluses of having her as a friend and it's not even just like work related it's just anything like super random stuff you know so it's always been like that and she has like really helped me when it came to like actually like taking accountability for stuff and getting stuff done because she will text me like, Hey, do we have this done? Do we, do we need to do this? When is this done? When do we need to do this? And so me on a personal level, I suck at texting. So like, (laughs) she's like sending me text messages back to back. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I got anxiety. (laughs) No, but you need that. That's what what it works. I mean, Alicia, and it's so funny how relationships, like when you have balance, they can start to be very similar because we function almost in a very similar way I'm the logical numbers Mm -hmm. technical person she's Mm -hmm. the let's have this vision and let's do it this way Mm -hmm. um but when you work together right like it works functions everything's just like kumbaya like wow that works well (laughs) exactly exactly. yeah and especially when you have a mutual respect for each other because Mm -hmm. I think like you have to learn you know in any relationship there are strengths and weaknesses that every individual holds. Yeah. And one thing that me and Jamie try to do is we let each other have our lane. Like we know what our responsibilities are. We know mm-hmm. what our needs are. Yeah. I'm not here to micromanage you. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to step in your lane. And I don't, the times that you're in the spotlight or this is your thing, I want you to do it. I want you to flourish. I mm-hmm. want you to be great. And that's something that I think specifically as women that we struggle with sometimes. And But then I think period in relationships is just understanding that the whole point of coming together is that y'all have more, where you're weak, you want them to be strong. Where you're yeah. strong, want to be able to carry them and that's not like an assault but if you let your ego you let your pride you let your jealousy you know maybe it's their season it's not exactly your season for something Mm -hmm. if you let those negative feelings get in the way you'll stop something beautiful from blooming and learning lessons for yourself Mm -hmm. that part it's it's one of those things for me too like I knew like this was Britney's season or is Britney's season so like when it came to a relationship ish and 
even though I came to her with the idea, like she like enhanced it and she made it better. And it was one of those things like, okay, like I'm okay with you taking lead with a lot of the things because it's something that you're good at. You know, she's more more creative than me when it comes to certain stuff, when it comes to the platform, you know, she's been networking with so many people and creating like different opportunities for us, you know, and her knowing like it's other stuff that I may have going on and her being understanding with that and us communicating with that. Like, like I'm perfectly fine. That happened perfectly fine with like Brittany being like that quote unquote main person when it comes to relationship ish, because like you said, like it's, it's some people's seasons at different times and you, as a friend, like you should be okay with that and be happy and be able to run with that. No. And I appreciate that. And that same token, like Simone has like her own platform outside of relationship ish. And I know she's been probably doing too much. Right. Look, and she's been doing it for over a year. I'm like so proud of her, especially seeing like the growth where she was when I first met her and she was saying she was kind of shy. I knew she had it in there. And I feel like I'm one of those people that I can bring it out of people because yeah, I'm she like, did. heard it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like I'm that, I'm that friend that's like, you can be whatever you want. Like I'm that pusher. Like, yes, you can. Like, why couldn't you? Like, I'll be the one to brag on you and tell you like all the things that you can do. And I like kind of push my friends like, girl, you got X, Y, and Z skills. Why are you not doing this? Like, that's the type of friend I am. Mm-hmm. So knowing that she has a platform outside of this, I'm like, you need to do this. Like, you should do this. Like, you have it. Like, what you have going on is great. And, like, that's your gift. Like, flourished. And I don't ever get, like, oh, no. Like, she's putting too much effort into her own platform. No, you want to have your friends succeed outside of things that you're doing. Like, everybody, you know, I get my own stuff going on, too. Like, that's how we, how it should be. Yeah. You do something collaboratively and still do things individually. And it doesn't have to interfere anyway. So Black, black women bosses. Absolutely. We talked about self-love. We talked about friendship relationships. Obviously, the last one is intimate relationships. And for that one, we have special guests coming on. Um, so you can go ahead and let them in and then we'll get into that. Philip and Chevelle, thank you guys so much for coming on to this joint show. Uh, for Black Tea, we call this segment Community Spotlight, um, and Relationship is here. Relationship is just here to help us with that, to spotlight you guys. Um, and we're so grateful to have you on this show for the season of Black Love. Uh, for our audiences, Philip and Chevelle um, are a married couple, but they are also joint business owners of the business brand of STL, whose mission is to break down socioeconomic barriers to bringing businesses to St. Louis by consulting with them and helping them grow and helping them grow their ideas. So we're here to talk to y'all about that, but also about your unit and how you guys have come together to build this beautiful thing. Thank you guys for having us. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Happy to chat today. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for being here. So to get into it for our first question, um, just tell us more about you all as a couple and as co-founders um, of the brand of St. Louis. Um, we like to say that we don't want just your resume. We want to get the tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are college sweethearts. So um, we've been together 12 years. Um, we met when I was a freshman in college, Phil was a sophomore, and, you know, we've been together ever since, like, freshman orientation for me, so, uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay. How much did you guys go to? 
We went to Wash U, yeah. so we're both from Louisiana, yeah. but okay. we went to St. Louis for college, and you know, sparks flew. Yeah. <laughs> I got to shout out my hometown, Baton Rouge. <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're both from Louisiana, but then met here in St. Louis, which was really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, and then um, you know, we we dated all through college. Um, you know, got hired here in St. Louis. Decided to stay. Um, you know, I'm an engineer by background, so uh, done a lot in manufacturing, operations management, process improvement, and Philip is a little bit on the other side. <laughs> yeah, working more focused in the banking industry. Uh, had entrepreneurship and marketing major, so stayed kind of following small businesses uh, through the financial services industry um, and really have kind of launched my career in, in banking full time. For sure. How did the brand of St. Louis, like how did you guys come up with that? Yeah, no, great question. I think, you know, it, it was a collaborative effort. So, you know, I was, was frustrated with um, how much I worked with black businesses and uh, trying to get them loans, trying to get them lines of credit, trying to get them um, what we knew that they truly needed. And, you know, in the banking industry, there's a lot of constraints. There's a lot of, of um, things that kind of keep access to capital limited. And, you know, it was just frustrating as a business banker, um, knowing that I couldn't do what I, I know that these entrepreneurs and these business owners really needed, but I knew so much about their business, right? They shared with me their passion, their story, their, their business plan. And I had to say, hey, you know, this is kind of our requirements. These are our limitations. And I felt hamstrung. So, you know, I shared the, the situation and the challenge with Chevelle. And, you know, with, with her genius mind, she was kind of thinking, <laughs> how do we solve this problem of, you know, knowing so much about these entrepreneurs and yet trying to bridge that gap for the opportunities? And that, that's kind of where Brand of St. Louis started. Um, it's actually an acronym, the Business Resource Association for Networking and Development. So we had a, a big vision at the time that we really wanted to make this a collaborative effort to support business owners. And, you know, we started with our first newsletter, what, 2014? Yeah. Um, just sharing free or low cost opportunities in the ecosystem in St. Louis that entrepreneurs may or may not know about, um, just to try to bring them to those right-sized resources. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's really, like, amazing. That's very inspiring. Like, Simone, you know, hey, Black T, we need to talk to them. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're and, you know, I know something about marketing and PR, but, you know, business logistics, I might need a little help. That's so, the challenge. That's the real challenge. So, <laughs> can you all tell us more about being a power couple, specifically, like, working together? What is that like? Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of like working with your best friend. You know, I, I Philip and I get along very well. We share a lot of the same values and passions and, you know, our um, our love for the community and community engagement work, I think, really helps us with brand. Uh, so I really do feel like I, I'm working with my best friend. Of course, early on, um, there were definitely challenges working with, uh, you know, my spouse, significant other, yeah. um, during the time where I was still trying to get to know myself, you know, early twenties, um, still trying to figure out what my strengths were in terms of how I work as a person, you know, I'm very, um, left brain. I, tr I kind of think of it as like, we're like a brain. I'm the left side. He's the right side. Um, you know, I like processes. I like figuring out step-by-step step how to get to the vision after we talk about the vision. And Philip is 
a little bit more of a just a visionary. So, you know, mm-hmm. balancing that uh, was challenging in the beginning, but mm-hmm. I think it really helped our uh, communication throughout our relationship just to get through how do we work well together to accomplish an objective. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's, you know, we shift from work and, you know, pleasure or social, like all the time, like yeah, okay. to the point where sometimes that's a little bit dangerous, you know, <laughs> working all the time and like, yeah. have a great time, yeah. but like we, we shift back and forth all the time. And it was, was going to be my next question. How do you, how you turn that on and off? You're at dinner, like, Hey, business meeting, wait, wait, no, a couple of times, you know, like, <laughs> time right now. Yeah. Yeah, it was easy for me because, you know, all of the dreams I had in my head, none of them were going to get launched if we didn't have a clear operations focus of how to actually follow through. So, you know, yeah. I deferred to, to Chevelle most of the time. <laughs> I make it work. Yeah, that's great to know you're, you know, identifying work styles. That's very important in any kind of relationship you have. So, yeah, it's great how you can still balance that and not get too tired of each other at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have to have moments especially maybe when we're on vacation when we're like we're not working you know right. we're not bringing a laptop feels usually really really good at holding me accountable to not working all the time <laughs> um and i try to do the same vice versa but it's hard if one of us are, is working we're like what, what you got going on over there right. <laughs> <laughs> i can only imagine that but it's fun oh yeah well, i guess you guys talked about the challenges but what would you say is the most rewarding yeah i would say you know just seeing seeing chevelle's eyes light up when we're doing opportunities <laughs> because you know okay. something where you could tell when someone has a passion right you can yeah. tell when something is is there and it's exciting and you know Sometimes it's different things, but every once in a while, it'll be the same things that we're working on that we see from the same perspectives. And, you know, it just feels good to know that, you know, you're really making a difference and you're, you're really making change and impact. So, you know, that's a joy. And, you know, you can't, you can't beat that whenever you're working together yeah. on something. That's love. That is so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's real love. Let me tell you, everybody doesn't have that. No. <laughs> that every spouse, you know, spouses cannot always work together so that's like I, I commend that that's mm-hmm. amazing you know like some people are just so different in a sense that it's like no it's best we don't work together like on just work work stuff so yeah, yeah. and the other part of it is that what you guys are doing isn't easy either and like you talked about that being one of the reasons why you guys ended up you know finding each other finding love together because you both share this passion for the community and and Philip, you told the story about why you guys started it. And so I guess talk a little bit more from the brand of STL side of kind of about how you guys have been helping these businesses in St. Louis and what has been the challenging part of helping to get other people's ideas off the ground and and together. Yeah, I think uh, one of the most challenging um, parts is really trying to find the best product or service for our target market. So we serve Um, primarily early stage entrepreneurs um, who identify as black. And, um, you know, we're trying to provide them consulting services and business consulting services come with a price tag, right? Like you're investing your hours into someone. So really trying to find that balance between like the right size service to provide to entrepreneurs in a way that we could still have a business that's scalable, sustainable, that can, you know, 
maybe go to other markets. So we've done a lot of pivoting over time, just trying to balance that value that we provide with, to entrepreneurs with our time and capacity and how do we innovate around um, our offerings so that we can serve more people. So for example, right now, we have a rewards program that we launched um, late 2019 that rewards entrepreneurs for working on their business. So initially, uh, we were doing a lot more um, one-on-one consulting was kind of the only package we would provide to entrepreneurs and a little bit of marketing services. Now we spend a lot more time encouraging entrepreneurs to take advantage of the resources that are in the ecosystem. You know, we always had that element, but now we've put um, basically 80% of our business into uh, a rewards program that gets entrepreneurs to, to plug into the ecosystem, go through the experiences, apply to grants, go through classes, and we give them cash incentives um, to do those things and to reflect along the way. So just trying to balance, you know, the assets that we have, you know, in terms of some capital um, with the limited time that we might have to give to this pool of entrepreneurs. That is a really innovative idea. And I think it kind of, it talks, ties in a lot to what we were talking about earlier in the show with like self-love and self-confidence as black people. We're, we're creative and, and, and we're inspiring, but sometimes we don't have, we don't have access to those resources. And sometimes we don't have those relationships in order to make the things we want available. And so I think what you guys are providing for your businesses is that relationship. You're saying, Hey, like, these are these resources and I'm going to not only like give them to you, I'm going to encourage you by giving you, giving them this like monetary reward. And so I think that's a really brilliant way that you guys are working with your clients to like establish that relationship. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that. I think that is so cool and so smart. Yeah. And it makes it easy because, you know, as a startup uh, entrepreneur support organization, um, we have gone through a lot of the resources in St. Louis as we were building building our business. So, you know, we definitely appreciate um, having those entities and having that experience to say, hey, you know, by the way, entrepreneur, you know, keep this in mind as you go through this resource. And yeah, you might be one of the only black entrepreneurs in, in the program, right? And, and don't let that stop. But, right. you know, some of those things are always good to share with them because we know the feeling, we know what it feels like, for sure. Mm. Amazing. That's really, really amazing. Like, I'm. thank you all for your work, you know, <laughs> just me through this conversation. Thank you all for what you all do. Like, I think a lot of people, like Jamie has said, like a lot of Black-owned businesses just don't have those resources and tools. And this is like exactly what's needed. And I think we need to come together even more now to try to fill those gaps and create more Black wealth in the community. Yeah. Yes, yes it's definitely, um, it definitely feels like it's the right time and oh, yeah. you know we founded brand of st louis in 2014 and we've always had a focus on black entrepreneurs um disadvantaged entrepreneurs but i'm sure you guys are well aware with um the two pandemics that we're dealing with mm-hmm. with um covid and police brutality or mm-hmm. racial inequities in general there's mm-hmm. like now a lot of heightened focus around supporting black businesses so we just feel very blessed to continue to be in this space Six years later, um, you know, with an innovative product that we think is is making a difference because um, there's a lot of work to be done in this space. And oh, yeah. We, we have to stay diligent and collaborate as much as possible. And all of that work is not just on the entrepreneurs. So we do some DEI consulting with other organizations in the mm-hmm. ecosystem who say, hey, we want to get in front of, we, 
of these black entrepreneurs. We want to attract black entrepreneurs to our resources. And that's where we can kind of put our consultant hat back on to say, Hey, you know, look at your marketing, you know, take a look at your staff, take a look at your board, take a look at how you're planning the events that you are hoping black entrepreneurs are going to show up to. What are you doing to intentionally attract them and intentionally retain them? And I think that's where there's both sides that need to kind of come together to really figure out where's that middle ground to make sure that it's inclusive and equitable to make sure that black entrepreneurs feel welcome in those environments. So, you know, we're, we're trying to attack it from both sides, knowing that it's going to take a full effort um, all around. That's great. That's really, really great. Is it time to get back on the relationship side? (laughs) (laughs) Now, what are three important elements of marriage? Question. I think the first one is deferring to your wife, you know. So. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, communication is big. Um, I can't say enough about what it means to, you know, tell someone how you're feeling or um, even let someone know when you need some space. I think you know, somewhere maybe year six or something that was like the lesson of the year for for us. Um, Trust is also important. Um, And I think respect, especially being um, co-founders in a business, just respecting that we come from different angles when we approach problems and challenges or even um, strategy and growth. So just uh, being willing and open to you know, except that not everybody's going to think about things the way that I, I think about them. <laughs> so I think that those are, are big things in a relationship. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, you know. I yeah, think we need to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Communication, I think, is number one. Self-awareness. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that if you're self-aware and you know yourself, you know your strengths, you know your limitations, you know your blind spots, that allows for communication to, to work better. And then, you know, I think humility comes there, comes there too for me. That's a good one. Us black men, we, we, we have egos, right? As everyone does. And, you know, I think it's something where you have to just realize how you can grow together with somebody and not always try to do everything on your own. I mean, I think that's important in relationships and partnerships and collaborations in general is just yeah. understanding you could go fast alone, right? but you can go far together. So I think just keeping that in mind um, as much as you can and, and knowing to slow down, even though you think you have the greatest idea that doesn't need any help, doesn't need any feedback, slow down and, and kind of get some feedback and, and get input. Yeah, for sure. Now that kind of ties into my next question of like, what advice would you give younger couples or just younger people in general? Especially if they're thinking about getting married soon. Or, Help you know, us. <laughs> like, stage and like, I don't know what to do, you know, starting this new chapter. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, for me, you know, I think it's just know what you have and know what you have and, you know, keep that in mind. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm someone who, who has a relationship with God. You know, I, I say always pray about it. You know, and I think when you pray about it, you'll hear what you need to hear. And, and that helps you make the right decisions um, for better, for worse. So, you know, I think that's, that's I important. I love that. 
Yeah, I, I love that too. I mean, it helps. <laughs> oh, you guys see, he's, yeah, so he has all the words. He's, a, he's amazing. <laughs> um, I would say uh, recognize that you both are on your own journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I share the sentiment that Philip has, you know, just, you know, putting God first and thinking about my purpose and God putting Philip in my life, um, you know, when I was a teenager. Um, but I think that early on, um, I wanted Philip to be on the same journey as I was on, right, at every single moment. And, you know, when we were eight, both 18, 19 years old, we both had a lot of growing and development to do, right? She was so- well ahead of me. She was well ahead of me. She's being nice. Like- <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. I think I think we just, you know, we're growing in different areas, right? We had our strengths and our opportunities. And, you know, being young, I wanted him to be exactly like where I was at every moment. Um, and to that self-awareness piece, I wasn't really reflecting on the opportunities where I had to grow um, and, you know, my past and my upbringing and how that influenced how I was showing up in my relationship. I wasn't focusing enough on me. I was, you know, looking at him. And I think, you know, when you're early on in the relationship or even just young, just recognize that, you know, look at the heart of someone, recognize that that person is on on a journey. And if you really, truly love that person, love that person's spirit, eventually, you know, you guys will meet up. (laughs) Yeah. Spot, right? So um, I think that that was something, something valuable that I learned. That was good. I need to keep that. Right. I need to put that in my bag. I need to hear that. So next time comes, I am ready. (laughs) But I really love how you said about the own journey things. I think that's what a lot of people going into even relationships, they fail to realize. Like, you're still your own person, but then when you become married, you you do become one and whole, but you're still your own person at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, like... Like you said, like she might be developing a little faster than you at this part of your life or vice versa. And that's okay. We can work it out together. And I think that's a really good um, insight to take away. I'm glad. And I'm glad you guys work it out and like hearing your story, because I think a, a lot of people go through that similarities of dating somebody when they were younger, you know, mm-hmm. and growing with them, because it's always one person that's more mature than the other one. And wanting the other person to kind of pick up the pace a little bit. So just kind of hearing your story and um, hearing the patience that you've had with each other, it, it's inspiring because millennials, we don't have patience. Like, That's what I was saying. Me and patience, that was a key It's word. very hard okay. to find patience nowadays. Okay. I know <laughs> God is working on me. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I think that ties all together with the power of black love we're better together than apart you know so i really love that how we encompass everything of having that foundation of love it really transpires into work and helping with social justice or just anything you know all the loopholes yeah i think that you all's relationship is kind of like when we were coming up with the concept for the episode, we were really acknowledging that Black love within itself is really like a radical thing, period. I mean, you don't even necessarily have to try. I mean, you guys have taken it above and beyond with starting the brand of St. Louis and venturing into projects. But I think just by being two Black individuals, giving our history and the things that we've had to go through, like we quoted mm-hmm. my 
the beginning of the episode, forming a union between us and one that is healthy, one that is respectful, one that is reciprocal, one that is mutual, one that is grounded in respect and trust and the ability to communicate. Like that takes so much for most of us in our communities to get to that point, to be able to do it with ourselves, to be able to do it with our peers, like as colleagues or sisters or brothers, and certainly to do it with another individual as a spouse and build your own family. Um, but like, I'm certainly glad to see it because I certainly believe that, you know, if we cannot have healthy whole families, then we will not have healthy whole communities. Yes. Um, so I'm just so glad to like for this. And I'm so grateful that you guys came on the show and your energy is, is super good. And I love how complimentary you all have been to each other and that you being complimentary though, doesn't look like you saying they're just like me. Like you're actually acknowledging and respecting the differences and using it to build more strength and power between each other and ultimately the community. Yeah, I just want to echo that. I mean, I think we're so grateful that you guys came on too, because it's so important for everybody to see that, especially in this city um, with us being in St. Louis. I think we, a lot of the times as Black people, you know, we don't think we have this in our community and we do, and it's everywhere. It's not just you guys. There are so many Black, inspiring, loving couples. And I think we just want, you know, the world to know that this is the this is possible. There are people out here doing it, living it, and being healthy together. So again, thank you guys just so much. Um, and before we close out this segment, do you guys have anything to add about the power of Black love? I know we threw questions at you, but do you have anything else you guys want to share with everybody? Yeah, I mean, I would I would just say thank you guys for having us on. Really appreciate the conversation. It's not often that we actually talk about our relationship. So hey. uh, yeah, we actually had to pause and like prep a little yeah. bit because we're just <laughs> <laughs> being uh, business focused. So, you know, really love the topic. Agree with the sentiment. Share that there's other couples just like us working together, making things happen. So um, appreciate all the love and for you guys having us on. Yeah, thank you so much and love what you guys are doing. Keep, keep it up. Uh, we'd love to kind of see how we can continue to work with you all and, and support what you're doing. So I think that's that's the power of, of Black love. That's the power of Black relationships. I think we have to acknowledge that we all have talents. We all have gifts. And we don't have to try to make others look small to make yourself look big. We are all giants. We are all kings. We are all queens. And, you know, as soon as we see each other at that level, we could do, we could do wonders. So. We could take over the world, okay? Okay. <laughs> that was a great message to end out this segment. It was. Thank you guys so much. This episode of Black Tea is brought to you by the Divided City Initiative. The Divided City is a joint project of the Center for the Humanities and the Sam Fox School, College of Architecture and Urban Design at Washington University, right here in St. Louis. The Divided City is funded by the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation. I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's a section of this podcast where you, we tell you what you need to know, but you don't want to know, but you need to know, so we're going to tell you anyway. <laughs> so, I don't know who needs to hear this, but love comes in many forms. We know that it's Valentine's Day season. A lot of people feel down and depressed if they don't have a boo thing around this time or their boo thing isn't available. But true love is all around us, takes various forms, and exists 365 days a year. Take yourself on a date, y'all. You deserve facts, self love. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say that. I don't know who needs to hear this, but love on yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, love every nook and cranny of yourself from the inside to the out. Love on yourself. You are the only person you'll have at the end of the day. So might as well love on yourself in every way. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know who needs to hear this, but for the ones that do got the boo things, make sure you buy your man a present on Valentine's Day because they can be spoiled too. It's not just about the ladies. And don't buy him any boxers. <laughs> <laughs> they got that already. <laughs> right. Well, they should. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't know who needs to hear this, but Black Tea is so grateful that we were able to do this collaboration with Relationship-ish. Um, um, the power of collaboration, the power of getting things done really lies in us working together. So I'm just so glad that we were able to do this. I love you all's concept. I love you all's energy. And I look forward to all the ways that our past will merge in the future. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It is, but black tea, y'all the ish. (laughs) I like that. I love that. (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. I love what you all are doing in the community. We love that, you know, you're talking about those hard topics and bringing it all full circle and just letting the community, not only the St. Louis community, just in general, like what's really going on in these streets and how we can actually uh, be advocates to actually help it. Thank you guys. Another Black Girl Magic moment. You definitely need to do more collaborations in the future. So, yeah. Power of Black Love for the win. Thank y'all. Yes.